Fucking hell, you've had a skinful, haven't you? Fucking hell. Jesus Christ. Are you ready? Here we go. This, this, this is, is, Fight Disciples. We are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to podcast episode 209. This one dedicated to the world of boxing. If you've never come across us before, we are the Fight Disciples. You can get us on iTunes, Fight Disciples. Uh, you can get us on our website, fightdisciples.com, where you can get all our Android feeds and you can get us all across all social media platforms. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're all over YouTube as well. Just check out at Fight Disciples. Um, my colleague's in a little bit of a worse for wear today, aren't you, Nicholas? I'm feeling it today. Uh, we record this show on Mondays, week in, week out. Uh, yesterday was Father's Day, and it was also um, the first weekend of the 2018 World Cup. Now, uh, Nick went out for a few scoops with a few of his scouse mates, don't you? Eh? Went out with my dad. Uh, you decided to... Uh, <clears throat> to watch Brazil. Yeah, to bypass the England game, because the England game's on a Monday night, so the majority of people, the fair weather drinkers, will be out on a Monday night in the boozer, enjoying a bit of England Tunisia. But you thought to yourself, nope, I ain't getting involved in that shit. What yeah. I'm going to do, I'm going to go out and watch some proper football... Well it, well, it turned out not to be proper football, no. but some proper football, watching the Brazilians. I'll have a few scoops with me dad, and then I'll get home at a respectable hour, ready to rock and roll for the Fight Disciples podcast the day after. He's turned up this morning, right? First thing he said to me, he said, listen, you're going to have to give me 10. I need to go to, I need to, go to the bog. I said, wow, what's going on, sunshine? He said, I've had a skin full last night. I said, what, are you feeling sick? He goes, no, no, no. I just need to, uh, you know, drop the kids off, as they say. Fucking hell, he's been gone 20 minutes. What have you been doing up there? <laughs> Have you blocked it? Do you need to go and get a stick? What's it, up? Uh, definitely doesn't need a stick. Needs a fucking soup spoon. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been doing yesterday? Oh, what have you been doing? On fire, yeah. What have you been doing? Heineken. Fucking hell! I only went for a few jars in the local with my dad. Yeah, and he was already uh, he was already half cut when he turned up. Yeah, but uh, old Sony Pete, <sighs> Father's Day, innit? it? Don't remember. Big celebration. So, game. Big. Ce- I just remember. About two hours in, the two of us standing up, throwing punches at one another, yeah, and trying to slip shots <laughs> because. And this is a fact. You know what? Let's oh, just lads. get into it now, lads. This is because because my dad had had a skinful. Yeah, he just turned around one week. You know, we were chatting away and stuff, blah blah blah, and uh, I mentioned Tony Bellew on comms. And so, oh, did you watch the fight? boxing? Great one, Tony Brilliant. You know, blah 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 blah. Ah, oh, scouts loving. Yeah, yeah. And my dad just went out of nowhere because he does skinful. Oh, I tell you what though, Tyson Fury would fucking batter him, and I just went, "You what?" And that was it. Then we had this big conversation. So what my dad was saying was Tyson Fury is so big, yeah, that the size difference would be too big, and because he had a skinful, he was going, you know, lineal heavyweight champion of the world. You know what I mean? One thing beating up a blown up David A, but you know, champion of the world, heavyweight champion of the world, proper heavyweight Tyson, yeah. super heavyweight. Your dad's proper scouse as well. Why is he not back in the scouse? What's going on? So, because, I think it was just because he had a skinful. I think if he'd have been sober, he'd have getting probably, a bit gobby. Yeah, he was just getting a bit gobby. Going no, 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 no. He's just Bellew's just calling him out. He doesn't really want to fight Tyson. He doesn't need any of that. And I was like, did you watch Tyson Fury last week? 
if that Tyson Fury turned up, Bill, you wouldn't knock him out. No, he wouldn't. So then we were going through it. So then he was going. So then what you were doing? You were mimicking the fight. In so the then pub, we, pissed so, up, mimicking so, yeah, it yeah. up. So my dad was Fuck going, you know. this is what Tyson would do. And he was putting his arm round the back of my neck, his left arm round my neck, pushing me down and then <laughs> punching me in the face. Like, that's what he'd, he'd lean on, Bill, and he'd just grab him like this. And, and he's so big. And he wouldn't be able to move. And then he just got like this and uppercut him <laughs> in the face. So I was like, all oh, right, okay, then. Well, let's play this one out then. That same scenario, your fury. Your dad's about five foot five, right? <laughs> How was he getting on top of your neck? Exactly. So he's going, I'm right, okay, same scenario then. You're Tyson Fury. I'm mm. still Tony Bell. Mm. You. Let's play this one out. Yeah, yeah. Because he was going, that, that's all it'll be. He'd just lean on his, on the back of his neck. and he'd How many pints punch did you have by this point by the time you were doing this? <sighs> don't know, a few, like. Yeah? Not a few. Five, six in? So now, so now I'm going. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Different scenario now. Tyson Fury can't get close enough to me to hold me round the back of the neck because I'm so nimble and fast on my feet because I'm nice and sharp. So this is the second scenario. I'm going to throw two shots. You see if you can slip them because you're Tyson Fury. <laughs> and I'm Tony Bell. You have a lot quicker. pissed up lads in the local pub, right? Did the se- <laughs> was security on last night? Did they have a look? There was a singer on. <laughs> Fucking Rod Stewart tributes on it, corner, giving it the fucking full shebang, and you were slipping shots over over the bar. Honest. Did he slip? Did he do all right? It was funny. I could just see his little so, head bobbling around, so trying to get out of the way. My sister, fucking hairmakers. My sister and the brother-in-law's there as well, <clears throat> and they're in bits laughing at us. And at this point, my dad's supposed to be showing how Tyson Fury would slip a couple of shots from yeah, Tony yeah. Bellew yeah, and yeah. How, how he would come back at him. Yeah. So I'm about to throw a shot. When Brotherland go, goes, oh, Brazil have scored. So, <laughs> my dad immediately just completely forgets he's supposed to be slipping a shot and looks at the telly. And then you so, him. so I hold back. And, and my sister was in bits because she was like, you should have just knocked him out. <laughs> you should have just put him down and gone, there you go. That's what Tyson Fury wouldn't have done. He looked into the crowd there. He should have been concentrating on Tony Bellew. Imagine that on Father's Day, just dropping your own dad in the middle of the pub. Oh, dear. So, yeah, it was uh, it was entertaining. Good lad. Not long after, my mum came, took my dad home in yeah. the car. Right, that, you've had enough, lad. You're talking shite. Enough. Come on. Yeah, exactly. on, your way, on your way, son. Uh, speaking of Father's Day, happy Father's Day, Mo. Big Mo Hooker. Of course. He's a fight disciple now. You see the picture with six of his kids? Six of the eight? Yeah, yeah. Got them all in there. Got all the little ones in there. It looks like she's churned... Do you know when you were talking about wizard sleeve last week? I reckon she's churned them all out at once. Absolutely. She's absolutely fired them out, hasn't she? It's a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Mo's missus. Mm. Jesus. He's in a, he's what a, a guy, though, man. Yeah, but he subscribes now. He's in the team, so he'll be listening to it. One of the boys, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw, but uh, Awara, Awara Davis fancies the Mo Hooker fight. Of course he does. Can you imagine the blooming arms in that? Fucking hell, it'd be like a Mr. Man fight, that, <laughs> wouldn't it? There'd be arms <laughs> everywhere, mate. Fucking hell. ring. Exactly. <laughs> Both of them, they don't even come out the corner and they're whacking each other in the face. Uh, more great to have you on board, mate. Good to have you on board. If you don't, if you don't no idea what we're talking about, go back and listen to last week's show. Uh, Maurice Hooker, he is an official fight disciple. The legend. Um, before we get to, into talking about everything that happened in Newcastle at the weekend, um, who the fuck is Luke Jackson? Oh, yeah. Who the fuck is Luke Jackson? Who the fuck is Luke Jackson? You know what he is. He's the luckiest man alive, is what he is. He's the next Jeff Horn, son. Do you reckon? Yeah, he's, he's coming. the new Jeff Horn. Who te- the fuck knew Jeff Horn was before Manny picked him out? 
Luke Jackson. He's in Belfast anyway for a press conference. Obviously, we're recording this before that press conference is take place, so I've no doubt you've got more information on that as you're listening to this podcast. Uh, but Luke Jackson's the boy. He's got the he's got the Willy Wonka ticket. He's the boy that will be making the ring walk. Uh, Windsor Park against uh, Carl Frampton. I'll be honest with you, mate. What a disappointment. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I was expecting. Are you live? Are you alright? Are, are you still with me? <laughs> I was expecting two-time award-winning shit. This and one of them's asleep. <laughs> I was expecting a name. Do you know what I mean? It needed a name. Big stadium fight like that. Big, yeah. big coming-of-age moment for Carl Frampton needs a name. Especially because you're more than likely going to see Tyson Fury with another mug. Yeah. So and that's going to be co-main. Mm. So there's a lot of pressure on Luke Jackson. To I'd have put Tyson Fury in with uh, Carl Frampton. That's what I'd have done. See if uh, see, see if that had kicked off. See if he could have slipped Carl Frampton's shots. Mm. Uh, Luke Jackson, Australian kid. He's supposed to be half decent in Australia, but it's a total different ball game if you're going to go and fight Carl Frampton in Windsor Park. Absolutely. Jesus. What's the biggest crowd he's fought in front of before? <laughs> Ten at the local uh, <laughs> leisure centre. Exactly. Local surf club, Sam. Carl's, Carl's on a lose-lose here, if you ask me, mate. Absolutely. Because he's got to absolutely blitz this kid, hasn't he? He can't just go in and box his ears off for 12 rounds and enjoy himself. He's got to go in there and absolutely smash him to bits if he wants to make a statement and therefore... Uh, Cook someone like a Leo Santa Cruz or uh, or somebody of that ilk. He just needs to. The problem is when because it's not a name, he's got to blow this kid away. But the the problem is this kid's going to turn up like it's his fucking world title fight. It's mm-hmm. his cup final day, isn't it? It's a massive opportunity for him. Um, you know, and he's he went to the Olympics and all that, so he's not. He's obviously not shit. Yeah, I'm not saying Luke Jackson's shit. He is, but he's shit. It's if a we, shit name for this. If it's, you he's done if nothing. he wasn't shit. Everybody would have heard of him. He's done nothing. Nobody would have had to Google. Nobody would have had to Google him last week. True, right? Nobody would have had to do that. If he was any good, people wouldn't have had to Google him. Yeah, but they have. Yeah, I bet he's the most searched person, most searched boxer over the last seven days. Absolutely, second best featherweight in Australia. Fucking hell, <laughs> it's not great, is it? No, it's not great at all. And off the back of that, then that then fuels my argument for Scott Quigg. Yeah, Scott Quigg would have been a far better name. The reason why I brought Scott Quigg up, by the way, is because of his uh, Twitter spat with uh, Jamie. Jamie Moore. Cracking How funny up. was that? Mate, it was the funniest thing that I've ever seen in my life. Jamie Moore Jamie started, started it. Yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. Jamie started it. Basically, what happened, just in case you haven't seen this, um, a fan um, tweeted Jamie about this Luke Jackson thing. And he said, well, what's the fucking point of that? You might as well have just uh, had yourself a proper fight with uh, Scott Quigg. And then Jamie jumped on it by saying, what? And watched Scott Quigg go into his shell for 10 rounds and uh, attempt to... Uh, maybe nick it or have a really, really boring fight. Scott <clears throat> Quigg's obviously seen that and jumped on it and called uh, Jamie a knobhead. Jay, you know what Jay's like? Jay's just absolutely seen his ass. He goes, who are you fucking calling a knobhead? <laughs> jumped down his throat. And then it goes back and forth for a bit. I'm absolutely crying. Me I'm just, basically, I went to the kitchen, got some popcorn and just watched it all unravel. Absolutely. It was absolute gold. But if we're honest, before the Luke Jackson news comes out, Scott Quigg, of course... What's the point? There's no world title on it. Yep. Scott's just been beating off Oscar Valdez. They've done it before and Carl quite comfortably beat him. Yep. What is the point in doing it again? No, no problem with that argument. But then you announce Luke Jackson. I'd rather see Scott Quigg. 100%. So, you know what I mean? But sure, I think the Irish fans would, though, as well. Yeah, of course they would. Because if you're going to go to Windsor bit, Park, you want to see a bit of a knock. And you want to see a bit of needle. Of course. Scott will come up there. He'll say whatever he's got to say. Carl will give him loads of shit. He'll go back and forth on Twitter. He'll play out on social media. Jamie's now obviously involved in it. There's need, There's real needle there. Yep. So let's do it again. It's irrelevant whether you think Carl's going to win again. 
it'll get fans excited. Are fans going to get excited? Are they going to pay their hard-earned cash to go and watch Carl Frampton fight a geezer that they've never even heard of before? Even though it is a monumental night, Windsor Park and all that, are they going to be bothered? I don't think they are, no. That's a big issue. Mm. Because the undercard will be filled with... Easy knockovers for Tyson. Yep. <laughs> it's not good, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not good when you think about it. It's like... They've made, what they've done is made a rod for the run back. They this was a... supposed to be huge, this card. Yeah. This was like, fla- I thought this was going to be Frank's like flagship event yeah, this absolutely. year. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the problem is they made a rod for the run back by promising Carl Windsor Park at this time. It's yeah, going yeah. to be next. And then what happens is Lee Selby gets beat off Josh Warrington, which bl- throws a fucking spanner into the works. Because I've no doubt it would have been Lee Selby. Yeah. Right. But there's no point in it being Lee Selby now. Uh, Santa Cruz and Maris have just had a knock. Santa Cruz ain't going to come out and have a bit of a go in Belfast yet, unless the the major, major money's there. So there's nobody around to whet the appetite. There's no world champions available. Nope. So you, so you can't get anybody there of any real magnitude to catch the imagination. The only one out there is, is Scott Quigg. If we're really, really honest, if people are really honest about it, that's the only fight. Yeah. Make that fight. Absolutely. Mm. It's just massively disappointing. And they must be disappointed as well. I can't believe Luke Jackson's name got pushed across the table and Jamie Moore and Carl Frampton went, that's the one. Mm. I can't believe that for a second. Mm. Especially when they just fought Nanita Denaire and, and had a wonderful, wonderful night. Yeah, yeah. Caught everybody's imagination, beating course, a, a former multiweight a world champion, a legend of the game. Yeah. And then you're going to go and fight a kid that nobody's ever heard of. Yeah. On your biggest night. It's supposed to be your biggest night. Yeah. For the w- what's, it, what's on the, on the line? WBO interim belt? Well, he's already that. He's already the WBO interim champion. That's champ, what Frampton will be defending it. The interim belt. What's the point, man? Because this obviously Luke Jackson's ranked with the WBO. He's like Oceana champ or whatever. Yeah, but Oscar Valdez is, but... is the champ. Doesn't yeah. matter. Makes no difference. Yeah, it makes it? no difference at all, mate. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. I would, I would love um, maybe an injury or something, and maybe just yeah. push the date back. If it's nice... not right, just push the date back. It'd be nice to know what the Irish fans think of it as well, because obviously, you know, I'm, I'm sure they were all looking forward to Windsor Park, but now Frampton's I'm their not hero. Looking forward to that much anymore? No, no. Frampton's their hero, and they'll be. And they'll go for him no matter what. But they could do with a proper knock. One of those defining nights. Because it could be a night with no knocks on it at all. It won't be. It'll just be a lot of pushovers. Uh, listen, I can tell that you're flagging here a little bit, right? So what I'm going to do, I'm going to try and pick you up a little bit. Come on. All right, I'm going to try Please. and pick you up just a touch. Um, the big news last week, well, there were two big pieces of news last week. I'm going to go to the British news first of all, right? David Ayr announcing his retirement. He was already retired anyway, but he actually came out and announced that retirement. Yeah? Yeah. Now, David A, 2.0, in the ring, I'm not going to miss. But one thing that I am going to miss is this. Because for me, I kind of love fighters that are synonymous with particular pieces of music when they walk into the ring, my friend. All right? I love a ring walk, you know that. Mm. I love Dillian White when he gets his Jaws theme out and he comes out to a little bit of ACDC. Now, whatever you think about David A, the fighter, he knew how to put a show on. When the, when the ring what was making. David A, the cruiserweight and the heavyweight champion. David A, the first version of David A was fucking brilliant. Yeah. He had a sensational career. Up there, man. One of the best British boxers of all time. Well, you've got to mention unified him alongside the cruiserweight well, division. Well, you've got to mention him alongside Evander Holyfield. The unified the cruiserweight division. He's the heavyweight champion. Then he goes and wins a heavyweight version of the world title as well. And beating he had, that Valowev. Fucking big fleet. tune, man. Look at this tune. Look at that, eh? You feeling that? Is that picking you up, or is this reminding you of last night? No, it's picking me up, actually. Is it? Are you getting there? I feel bad, yeah. Getting there. Come on, we'll, we'll keep it going. Yes. There you go, man. There you go. Tap that toe, sunshine. Now we're here, aren't we? Now we're here. Now the two-time champs are starting to go. Need the head of the dog, I think. 
Camille Bavé. Camille Bavé, yeah. Get a Guinness in here, sorry. There you go. Oh, God. What I fear for David here, right, is that since... Um, the second coming of him. We've had a new uh, boom in uh, in fans of the sport, right? And this is all because of AJ. Yeah, yeah. So 2012 Olympics, AJ catches the imagination. He's gone on this run and now obviously he's the unified heavyweight champion of the world. Loads of new fans have come to the sport. Some people will class them as casuals. I don't, right? Yeah. End of the day, you've got, to, you've got to fall in love with it at some point. If AJ's the man that's made you fall in love with it, cool. It was Naz for me. Before it was Nigel Benn. Those types of characters made us fall in love with it. I'm sure there's people that listen to this podcast that might go as far back as Muhammad Ali and even further. Yep. Doesn't matter. There's always a moment where your where your love for the sport starts. If it's AJ, that's cool with me. David Hay, obviously packed it in at 31 years of age. He's achieved everything in the game. Unified the cruiserweight division, got himself a version of the heavyweight title, goes down in history alongside the likes of Ivan the Holyfield. Yeah. Right? But he'll have been sat there going, There's some fucking big money knocking about there now. Look at that door. There weren't that door when I were about. What's all this about? I'm gonna get myself back in the mix and get myself in there. If he never comes back. We're sat here going, David A were amazing, weren't he? David A was absolutely amazing. Yep. However, we've just had a six-year period where he's had six fights in that period of time, and he's three for three, right? And that taints a little bit of what he did previously. And I just hope that the new fans of the sport, the ones that didn't see him, the, the original version of him, do go back and have a little bit of a look at John Mormack fight. Or they go and have a look at those fights where he absolutely destroyed Enzo Macronelli. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those types of fights. Go and have a little bit of a Even look at him. John Ruiz, after he beat oh, yeah. he, he done he done John Ruiz in style. Go and have a look at those fights because that's the real David Day. That's the proper day. The one that smashed Chisora. Nobody smashed Chisora. Mm-hmm. He smashed Chisora at West Ham. Didn't he? That was his defining night. They're, 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 the, they're the types of nights that I want you to go back and have a little bit of a look and remember how good yeah. David Hay, Chisora, the was. Don't forget, after Chisora, it was four years out then. He left the sport for four years and then came back with them two nuggets. Um, prior to that, though, he was definitely goes down as one of the greats for me. Because he had, he had it all, though, as well. He could talk, he could punch... You know, he could. He had great movements. He had fast hands. He put the show on. Like I said, playing tunes like this. Walk. Yeah, there it is again, man. Yeah, man. As, soon, it. as soon as he that tune on. starts, do you know, he, even when he was fighting Bellew, when that started, I couldn't help but just get up and go, "Fucking air makers here." Even though I wanted him to get smashed because I were on Bellew's side, I just couldn't help it. I got up and I just felt the vibes. It's a tune, isn't it? It's a tune. tune. It's a ring walk tune, man. If you're no one else a, could walk to this, though. If you're going to be a fighter, you have to have a tune. That's a tune. Oh, man. Just tap along, man. I know that you listen to this in your car, in your van or whatever. It sums his fighting style up as well, though. That's it. You know what I mean? Cool, relaxed, it was smooth. Good. The thing is, in the, in the obviously, the wake of him announcing his retirement, the amount of things that we've learned, obviously, um, with his injuries. I mean, some serious injuries he's... Uh, He's grown in height. He's lost in height because of he's had uh, discs fused in his back. He's had so many uh, operations on his biceps, on his Achilles, as everybody knows, on his shoulder. I mean, this is the bionic man. It was never going to happen. It was never, ever going to happen where he was going to come back and be what he was because he relied so much on reflex and explosion. That's what he was. Yeah. Once you don't, you ain't got that, you've got to have a, a second plan. And sadly... He didn't have a second plan no. because he was so good at point one. He didn't need to have a second plan originally. Yeah. Well, originally it was all built on <clears throat> youth and aggression and speed and power. And as you say, his reflexes, you know, you, you can't move like that when you're 40. Mm. I know that for a fact. Mm. Once you turn for, once you, once you get into your late thirties, early forties, you need to have a new, 
a, a new way of fighting. J- David Hayes' fighting style never really changed over the course of his career. It was wildly successful, and then it became old. And certainly in this second second since become old. Funny, you should, should finish with Tony Bellew, someone who I think his style has evolved as yeah. he's gotten older. Mm. Bellew's gotten better with every single fight and seems to be getting better now, mm. which is obviously why he's still going. What I what I have noticed though that uh, even though David Hay has uh, hung up the gloves, he hasn't hung up the microphone. Did you see him on Friday night? Mate, he's just loves it, doesn't he? Mad, loves it, doesn't he? Well, I'd seen a I'd seen a picture from the press conference on like Thursday or whatever it was, Wednesday or Thursday, with all the the fighters had met with the media to sell the show Friday night and all this stuff. I'd seen John from uh, Boxing News had put a picture on his social media of him interviewing Joe Joyce, Barbara. But in the fucking, literally at the end of the table was a full-size cutout of David Hay. And I was like, what the fuck? Why is there a full-size cutout of the promoter? It's a haymaker, isn't it? Channel Dev, haymaker promotions. That's, that's where Frank and Eddie are missing it's out. It's a second they chapter. fucking full-size cutout oh, of themselves. Oh, mate, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get them in there. Well, what they need to do is obviously promote the show, then they need to host the show, they yeah. need to do all the fighters' interviews for them. Yeah. That's what they need to do, man. He's the boy, isn't it? He ain't hanging no. that microphone up any time. I wouldn't be surprised if he fucks the presenter off and ends up doing Do it himself. himself. Yeah, yeah, get yourself in there. He'll probably ref as well. I'm going to approach him this week, actually. One, mainly because I want a, a Fight Disciples exclusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Hare will go through his career and have a little bit of a celebration of that. I know we've given him a little bit of crack over the last year to two with him fighting Tony and what have you, but I want to celebrate those early years when Absolutely. he was Cruiserweight champion. We want to get him on, right? But I've no doubt he'll fuck us off and he'll go, I'll do this myself. We'll do a Haymaker <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. We'll go for the two-time champs. That's what we're going to go for. Um, listen, we can't talk about, obviously, that card on Friday night without talking about the main man. Yes! Now I'm back. Now you're here. Come on. Where the fuck was the sombrero? Fucking hell. Cinco de Joe. Where was it? Eh? Has he changed his nickname now? Cinco de Joe. Is he still Cinco de Joe no, or ca- is he something else now? Yeah, Capoeira Joe at the weekend. Oh, was it Capoeira Joe? Yeah, now? yeah, yeah. I've seen that Did you see it? Yeah. What the fuck is all that about? Joe's like, do you know... Everybody's got that one big mate that when you go out to the boozer, right, you're out there, you've had a few scoops, he starts breakdancing, right? You know the, the big lad? Yeah. Just absolute monster he is, and he clears the dance floor and he's in there and he starts breakdancing and doing all sorts of random shit. But he gets in the zone with it, like takes it proper seriously, like he's in Backstreet Boys or something, or he's in diversity. That's where Joe's goes. At the end of that fight, he genuinely thinks he's Ashley Banjo. He's going to start doing fucking somersaults. He's on Britain's Got Talent, is the kid. That's what he's doing. It's a weird thing to watch that, isn't it? Very weird. Mm. Very weird indeed. And even the fight itself, did you catch the fight? Was the fight for the Commonwealth title, by the way? Or not? Or was it just an eight-rounder? No, he's already Commonwealth champion. No, he was no. defending. Was it defending the belt? Yeah, he's already the man, he's already the man isn't he? No, no, I know he beat fucking Lenroy Thomas, didn't he, for the belt on the Hay Bill? On the yeah, 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 yeah. But was that fight the other night? Was that oh, for I don't the know belt? if the belt was on it. He's I don't already think co- that was for the belt, Well, whatever. It? He's already the Commonwealth champ because... Um, Hopefully now they're going to get him a proper fight. I know that, to be fair to Joe, right, they're making the right noises. They're saying, we want this guy, we want that guy, yeah. we're trying to get this guy, we're trying to get that guy. It doesn't seem that anybody wants to step up and have a little bit of a knock with him, you know? Yeah. Um, Huey Fury was there, ringside. That kid was Croatian, money. Well, Before, that, so obviously the Commonwealth belt, belt wasn't on the line for that reason. Yeah, well, that kid's but. been in with uh, Dillian before, he's been in with a couple of others and he's gone... He's gone a lot longer than he did at the weekend, mate. He just didn't fancy it. He fancied it. He got a little tap. Right, I've got my money now. I'm off now. Clipped Ta-da, lads. Literally clipped him across the top of the head. Just went home, didn't it? I've got to be honest, that entire card was shit. Let me just get comfy here, dude, because I'm, I'm struggling here. I can tell you're struggling. <sighs> can I just point out, if this is the first time you ever listened to this show, 
It's normally better than this. <laughs> <laughs> that show, by the way. Okay, this this is the truth now. I want to lay it down. I want to lay some truth down. I was watching Love Island. Yeah. I didn't even watch it live. Did you not? That's what, that was genuine. People thought it was well, taking the piss on social media. Well, just give us a little bit on Michael Venom Page. We'll go to him on the UFC show. Okay. All right. Just give us a touch because I know he's crossed into the world of boxing. He doesn't even fight competitive fights in, in mixed martial arts. So what's the fucking point? Exactly. You're making all these noises like he's this incredible talent, this unbeaten fighter across David multi-platforms. Mate, David A was going on. I've never seen anybody fight like this, these angles and throw shots like this. Mate. Prince Nazim Ahmed made a career out of it and he was fucking good at it. Yeah. And he fought decent fighters back in the 90s. Go and check him champion. out. He was pretty decent. Exactly. You're doing it against Michael Clatch, some Eastern European kid that's won one, lost his last five, yeah. was knocked out in his last two fights. Yeah. And you're in there fucking doing the drunken monkey dance and all that shit. I'm like, are you fucking for real? Mm-hmm. Do you know how embarrassing that looks? Mm-hmm. That you're in there with a journeyman, yet you're acting... It, remind, it reminded me of Tyson Fury the week before. Yeah. Acting daft and, you know, playing to the crowd and all that stuff. The guy you're facing is a fucking journeyman. Yeah. You get no props for that whatsoever. You're embarrassing a journeyman. He's just there to get paid. And then he can finish them with absolutely nothing. I don't know. The, the problem with Michael Page is, and we'll talk about this, as you say, more on the UFC show, but I just don't think we'll ever see him in a fight. No. In, in MMA or boxing. What he needs to do is concentrate on one thing. Stop fucking flitting. Listen, I, I admire anybody that wants to push the boundaries and try and become something, of course. He's 31. And, and if he dream. was 21, this is I'd it. be like, cool, man, do this what you want. He's, he's 31. He's got to focus on one thing because his career's over in the next four or five and he's years. And co- he's not conquered either. No. He's not like he's conquered Bellator or conquered mixed martial arts and he's like, not I'm, even right, close. I'm bored now. I'm going to go and do something else. If that was the case, can't, I kind of get it. But he's not even close to have done that. He's not even fought anybody in mixed martial arts yet. No. Nope. Like I said, we'll get stuck into it in, in more depth on our uh, UFC show. So make sure you get over there. You can subscribe uh, via iTunes and you'll get that show for absolute nothing. But hopefully... Go back to Sinko de Joe then. Yeah, yeah. Who, who should... Who should Huey, who, Huey, who, Huey Fury, know, no question. In a British Commonwealth that, unification. That 100%. That's the fight. Huey Fury. Yeah. There's not... What, I don't understand um, why, that, why they can't make that fight. Because to be honest, Huey... He's quite avoided as well. Huey's calling out the guys, and he can't get a knock. So why don't, why don't we just bring this thing together? What are you doing today, you? Just stay still. <laughs> Fucking hell, fire. Breaking the studio now is pisshead. Huey and Joe Joyce, that's the only fight to make for me. Mm-hmm. The only fight I'm surprised, you know, that he weren't in the ring at the end. Yeah, saying, yeah. right, let's do it. Let's not fuck about, because Mick Hennessy was there, his, his promoter. Yeah. Peter was there. Huey was there. Get in the ring and let's start making a bit of noise, because the, the tin can that he's just fought was absolute dog shit. Let's get in there and make, make, make a bit of noise and see if we can capture a little bit of uh, uh, public imagination. There, there, there's no tie to any um, television company for Huey. No. They can do it on Channel Dave or Channel 5 or wherever they want to go and do it. Channel They'll 5 pro- would make sense. Mick Hennessy's still got that Channel 5 thing going. Yeah, but... So. Yeah, but Haymaker will want it on Dave, won't he? He'll want it on his TV fuck thing. Fuck Dave. They, they, like, I, I don't... Do they not understand the fucking irony of it being on Dave? Yeah, it's a joke. After, like, Only Feels and Horses is a rerun. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, Dave is a channel for fucking comedy. It's a mm. comedy channel. Mm. And David A's promotion goes on there. Like, that... There's a reason why <laughs> the fucking shows are comedy. The matchmaking is he needs, comedy. He needs something proper now. There's the, there's Joe, Joe does. Goes, yeah. He needs something proper. Absolutely. And hopefully it is Huey Fury. Uh, speaking of comedy, last week it was confirmed, September 15th, speaking of Mexicans as well, Canelo Triple G Part 2. They've agreed on 57 and a half 
Uh, 42.5 as a percentage split. I still think that's a fucking bit unfair on Triple G. Let's have a 50-50, mate. Let's let's make it happen. Anybody that's listened to the show on a regular basis will know full well where we stand on this particular fight. Canelo should be banned, uh, but he's not uh, because he makes a lot of people a lot of money. So the fight's happening September 15th. Now, with everything that's happened over the last six months, is your interest for the fight still there? Um, yeah, it is. I still, I still the biggest fight in the middleweight division. I still really want to see it, but obviously I've changed now. I've gone from being quite in the middle, um, just wanting to see a great fight, genuinely wanting to see who's the best middleweight on the planet, whether somebody's, you know, whose skills are better on the night, will his power beat his speed, all that yep. kind of stuff. I've come away from that now. Now I just want to see Canelo get fucked. Yeah. I just want to see Golovkin fucking absolutely bury him. I want him. him to bury him. Me too, To yeah. proper make a mess of him and to Me punish too. him. In fact, I don't want him to knock him out until the 12th round. I want him to punish him for, for a full crack and yeah. then stop him. So hopefully Triple G, Team Triple G fucking jump all over him in the press build up to it and just, you know, call him for what he is. Yeah. A cheat. And uh, hopefully get it done on the night. Mm. But it's fucking crazy because it's one day removed, isn't it, from the first fight? Yeah, yeah. It's the 15th it's exact, of September, it's the exactly 16th of September. Year, yeah. So Canelo basically has been busted twice, failed two drug tests. And has had zero punishment in my eyes. Because yeah. the big fight, the big money fight is still happening. He's basically just had a year off. He's had that knee injury sorted during this year off. Yeah. It's just a bit, and all it's done is played more into his favour because Triple G's a year older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, if we're honest, Triple G 18 months ago was starting to slide exactly. against Daniel Jacobs. He was starting there, wasn't he? So it's just like Canelo has lost absolutely nothing here. Nothing at all. Mm. And it's all just been fucking brushed under the carpet. And everyone's played a part in it. All Golden Boy, Ring Magazine, all them fuckers have played a part in just brushing this under the carpet. It's fucking outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. Well, we're getting it. And like you say, yeah. off, off the Triple and G. I, and and I can't business. wait to see it. But now I'm 100% in Triple G camp. Yeah. I want to see him get nailed. <laughs> Absolutely fucking nailed. What now? For Billy Joe. For Billy oh, Joe. Oh dear, Billy Joe. What now? Silly, silly boy. What, what now for him? He's pulled out of two Martin Murray fights. On the strength of, let's be honest, to chase Golovkin this fight. fights. Well, Golovkin or Canelo. Um, well, the Golovkin fight was done, wasn't it? It yeah. was done. For for late August, the fight was done. Now, you can think of Billy what Joe you will about Billy Joe. was literally fucking on his way to, a, to, a, to get jump on a flight. That's it. The fa- th- That was absolutely done. Last minute, turn, uh, turn of events with the Canelo Triple G thing. They came, uh, basically, Golden Boy... Um, reduced their demands when it came to percentage split. Yeah. And Golovkin accepted 57.5, uh, 42.5. That's basically what happened. The fight with Billy Joe Sonder was was done. It was signed, sealed, delivered for late August. Um, but now it's not because obviously they're uh, all balls deep on September the 15th. So Billy Joe Sonder is his high and dry after pulling out on two separate occasions with Martin Murray. We're supposed to be talking this week about Martin Murray, Billy Joe Sonder's a fight that we were quite excited about. Yep. But now... What now for Billy Joe Saunders? Where can he go? Well, who, who is there? What, what what can he do? I don't know. I've lost, Rather than fight another tin can. I've lost my appetite for Billy Joe Saunders now as well. I think after after the way he's behaved, after the way he's fucked off Martin Murray, I feel like a lot of British fight fans as well will be like, well, fuck you. Like, you don't do that to one of your own. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's bad enough to do it to anyone, but to do it to one of your own, and we get why he was doing it. You know, Golovkin or Canelo would have been a legacy fight for him, but they weren't going anywhere. Do you know what I mean? He could have just gone, no, do you know what? Especially Canelo. I'm Canelo a, was going nowhere. I'm a fighting man. I've agreed to fight Martin Murray. I, fuck, I had to fuck it off the first time. I thought this was happening. It wasn't. I've agreed the second date. I can't cancel again on him. It's not fair. On the strength of what might happen, mm. it's not fair on him. 
but he didn't do that. He just fucking dropped Martin Mully like a stone. So right now, I've got no appetite to see Billy Joe Saunders. Do you know what I want? I'd the... love to see him fight Daniel Jacobs, but he won't. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what will be good, right? If <clears throat> Martin Murray, and I'm, I'll, I'll make this prediction later on in the show, but I might as well do it now. Martin Murray wins on points at the weekend, right? This is that. That's what I think. Has a nice little rest. We get to September. Triple G smashes Canelo. Mm-hmm. Nice. Martin Murray uh, Triple G rematch. Just listen. I'm not saying he's going to beat him, but yeah. let's just have the fucking big money paid there for Martin Murray just for it. the crack. He deserves just it, for man. the crack. Yeah, get get it j- to jump the queue. It would be hilarious. I would absolutely piss myself. It would be hilarious. And then refu- and then if you beat Triple G, refuse to fight retire. Billy Joe Saunders. Just, just go. Retire, yeah. Fuck it. I'm not interested now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It would be it would be sweet. But... Or make the fight with Billy Joe again and pull out. out and then make the Triple G fight. That'd be superb. It would be perfect. Hmm. I, I really don't know where Billy Joe Saunders goes. No. Unless he makes another fight with Martin Murray. But then Martin, Martin Murray, Murray won't accept it. Yeah, but we, we spoke to Martin Murray about it, and he yeah. said I would need one. I would need insurance policies in order to guarantee get paid. to get paid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they promised me, let, what, let's say it's half a million quid. Won't be that. But let's say it is. I need whatever happens. I'm getting that money, and I yeah, want it yeah. up front, and I'll do the training camp. Yeah, absolutely. And, and nobody would blame him for doing that as well. Nobody would blame him for taking that fucking road at it. But mm. I don't know, man. I just think this whole thing is made out of, out of the, everything that's gone on the last few weeks in and around this Triple G Canelo fight. That's the bit which leaves a bit of taste in the mouth. The way Billy Joe Saunders treated mm. Martin Murray. It's that's a shame. And, and, and that is completely now negated what was a sensational performance yeah. against David Lamont. Yeah. I feel like that that Billy Joe's gone again now. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and we've got wishy-washy well, Billy Joe back. Well, look at it, right? Billy Joe beats Andy Lee, yeah? Becomes champion. I'm going absolutely crazy. This guy's going to be the best middleweight on the planet. He could fight Triple G. He could do Triple G. He could fight Canelo. He could do... He's got the skills to do them all. That's where I was at, right? Yeah. Then, he doesn't fight for a year. So people are going, oh, Catswell, you fucking dickhead. What are you yeah, talking yeah. about? You know what I mean? Then he fights a lot of tin cans for a year. And I'm thinking, oh, mate. excuses after every fight. Mate, you're making me look even fucking more daft than that. I can, I can make myself look stupid. Don't don't you help it along, Billy Joe, <laughs> right? Then he fights Lamar. He beats Lamar in the most sensational fashion ever. Going crazy. Then I'm thinking, and then I get on my eye always going, ah, I told you. Told you it was the bollocks. Look at this kid. He could do this guy. He could do that guy. And then the way he's carried over the ne- the next six to seven months, you think to yourself, Billy, yep. you're not helping yourself. So in in, re- in real essence, right, if you look at his actual tenure as the WBO champion, it's been a farce. Mm-hmm. He's beat Lemieux, that's it. Yep. The rest of it's been a farce. Not fighting for a year, fighting a lot of tin cans, treating Martin Murray the way he's treated, chasing these fights, talking about these fights. It's all hot air. It's just been absolute bullshit. Yep. The whole thing has. With one good performance, as you say, mm. since he became champion. Mm. really disappointing really disappointing and you know what it's ultimately his own legacy that's going to suffer from it as well mm. um, one man who is definitely capturing our imagination he only needed uh, four rounds to get himself a Lonsdale belt didn't fuck about did he at the weekend wow. Lewis Ritson wow he was absolutely outstanding wasn't he wow that's all I'm going to say wow because I've been lucky to see him twice both times in Manchester well yeah. I say see him I, I blinked and he'd gone yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was in and out was the lad but he's absolutely, he is, a, I don't know what we do with him. Do you speed him up? Just go, fuck it. Go on, go and fight someone like, I mean, they were talking about someone like a Victor Ortiz or something like that, um, who's been in with the likes of Mayweather. Yep. Do we do it? 
Absolutely, we do it. And you know what? The best thing about it is we do it back at Newcastle Arena as well. Yeah. He should just fight three times a year at Newcastle Arena for the next two years. Because I know friends of mine who were in the arena on Saturday night and he said it was absolutely insane. Yeah. The atmosphere was just fucking incredible. Yeah, look, crackers, man. Um, he came out to the blood and races, didn't he? Yeah, he did. What yeah, a yeah. lad. And uh, he just completely fucking stole the show. And even though it was only around again, you know, everyone, everything was building towards Josh Kelly, of course. It was like, right... Ritten's going to entertain you, but then Josh Kelly's going to show you how this fucking sport really works. But he's the proper Geordie. He's the Newcastle lad. Oh, Ritten is the Newcastle lad. Yeah, of course, yes. Jack Kelly's the Sunderland Sunderland lad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, they come together for this big night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a North East thing, yeah, of course. There's a reason why Josh Kelly's top of the bill, because Josh Kelly, as we know, has got the ability... Anyone can see it who watches him fight. The ability to become a a multiple-time world champion. He's fucking got everything. But on this night, Ritten was just... Absolutely, it's sensational again. And I think they, they're talking about this on the commentary, and I agree with them. I think Geordie's Northerners, we like our fighters to be working class. We like our fighters to be tough and rough and brutal yeah. and fucking get in there, get the job done, blow people away, and then go straight on the aisle afterwards and all that. We, Rick, There's a reason why Ricky Hatton was so popular in Manchester, because it's his whole like working class, just a lad. Frampton. Just physical. Yeah. Uh, you know, It's not necessarily... The beautiful art. It's just the fact that he's One super us. fit, passionate, fucking gets in there and throws leather. And Ritson does that. And I think the Kelly, the problem with Josh Kelly is, with all the ability in the world, he's very polished. He's very London. Do you know what I mean? He's got the London look. He looks immaculate. He's like a model. He boxes immaculately. And I just don't know whether that will resonate as much with Northern fans. Sounds mental, but I just think Ritson is the one that will unlock that arena, that un- unlock that city yeah. and make them go fucking mental. Yeah, and yeah. that question mark is, can he keep doing this at a world level? Can he keep doing what he's doing, brutalising people and go all the way to the top? And it was amazing that I, I tweeted about it because I thought Bellew on comms was fucking outstanding. But the comparison he made with Scott Harrison was absolutely bob on. And I was like, yeah, man, Scott Harrison did exactly the same thing in Scotland. Yeah. Proper working class lad, no airs and graces, just gets in there and fucking throws leather about and does it with with venom. Mm. Josh Kelly, from the outsider looking in, from a fight fan looking in, you go, wow, this kid's got it, man. It's like it's like it's more of the Floyd Mayweather style of boxing. Hit and don't be hit. Throw two punches, stand back and admire your work and all that. I love it. It's amazing. But I don't know whether that captures the attention of a city, of a whole community, like what uh, Ritson does. That's a good point. Do you know what I mean? That fighting style is more suited to Newcastle. Ritson's going to be a bigger star or a quicker star in that city than Josh Kelly. I think Josh Kelly mm. is going to... It's a bit more to save it. I think Josh Kelly's going to be wildly popular nationwide, but I just think in Newcastle, man, Ritson is just going to be the kid. He's going to be a fucking superstar. Yeah. I mentioned... <clears throat> sorry, I mentioned Victor Ortiz's name earlier on. They were talking about him for Josh Kelly. We'll get to him in a minute, right? I'm talking... For Lewis Ritson. Problem is, there's some fucking really good lightweights. Darlis Perez. Yeah. Ismael Barroso. People that, for example, Kroll has been in with. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Because we want to get him up to that level, don't we? You know what I mean? We, we do, want yeah. to get him to there. What about... Because I thought that uh, maybe Eddie was playing with the fact of Ricky Burns. Because Ricky Burns was on the undercard here, wasn't he? Yep. I, I think so. But then the problem is, you know, and Ricky, what, 50 fights at the weekend? Yeah. Fucking remarkable. Yeah. You know, I was, I was... Ringside for Ricky uh, for Ricky's third or fourth fight or something like that. You know, I I covered a lot of Ricky's fights early doors, 
He's on a lot of bills with Denny Matthews. I've been in dressing rooms with him. Absolute diamond of a lad. And if you'd have said to me then, this kid's going to be a two-weight world champion and have 50 pro fights, I'd have fucking laughed at you. Mm. There's just no way. He looked like he was ever going to be on that kind of a journey mm. earlier in his career. So hats off to Ricky Burns. Do I want to see Ricky Burns in with Lewis Ritson? No, I don't. That's the point I'm trying to make. He's had a fucking wonderful career. Goes down as one of the best Scottish boxers of all time, as I say. He's the loveliest fella you'll ever meet. And I just think saving him up to Lewis Ritson does Ricky Burns absolutely no favours whatsoever. There's no, it's, a, it's a lose-lose for Ricky Burns. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I just think it's because of the Geordie fans, because of where we are, I just think if if you can match Ritson well now, and, you know, Eddie's proved he can match people well, take him on a little journey, get a, get an international belt round his waist, get him a world ranking, but let's see him go on a journey for the next two years and fucking really, you know, start stepping up Slowly, slowly. I think former champions that you're talking about, like people saying Tommy Coyle, I'm like, for the same reason of Ricky Burns. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah nah, yeah. man, I don't need to see Tommy but Coyle also, in there with him. Dolly's Perez. Exactly, yeah. Let's let's see guys who have fought for versions of the world title. Or been world champion themselves. Or have been yeah. world champions yeah, yeah. who are on their way back down. That'd be absolutely perfect for them. He's a fucking animal. He's what he is. Absolute animal. Brilliant. Mm. Uh, Josh Kelly, um, as you've just mentioned there, very pretty to look at. Beautiful. That's from his fighting style and obviously athletically as well. But what I uh, what I noticed when he was making his ring walk is that on Roberto Duran's 67th birthday, he was wearing Roberto Duran shorts. I know, man. Now, beautiful. unless you know your stuff, you probably didn't notice that, right? Yeah, I was all over it. What a fucking soon as he, he, soon knew, as he, he knows. He, know, he knew what he was doing. As soon as he stripped off and I seen the shorts, I was like, man, you fucking... He knows what he's doing. He's got it going on, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? When I grow To up, have the balls to go... I'm going to wear some Durant shorts tonight. Yeah, exactly, yeah. He's, um, the thing with Josh Kelly is, I'm trying to find a reason not to like him. Because he's kind of perfect, isn't he? Yeah, and when you speak to him, he gets even better. He's a fucking lovely because kid. Because he's just a lovely lad. Just a I lad. I just want to, I want to, I want to hear a negative story about him. In fact, let's put an appeal out there. If anyone knows Josh Kelly, if anyone grew up with him, tell us something, you know. No. Tell us something I am negative not about getting him. into the gutter press. Right? I, I, I am no, not I, being the geezer that outs him. Right? I need to. I need to have a reason because he's at the moment he feels like he's from a fucking different planet. I, all right then, fights from a different planet. If you know, he a, looks tremendous, right, listen, talks tremendous. Right, all right, then. He's like perfect right, in every way. Well, I need to know whether this guy's got an arsehole. I need to know whether this guy is fucking. Well, what I well, this is where we're going now. Obviously, he's uh, he's got a fiance at the moment. She's a very attractive young lady. She's uh, she's pregnant. They're expecting, yeah. But surely, previous to being with this girl, he will have been with another girl, right? Yeah. Does he only last a couple of seconds? Has he got a small dick? Right? <laughs> yeah. That's what we need. Isn't That'd it? be brilliant. Just give us a little bit of that. That would be brilliant. It's too. Ronaldo syndrome. I mean, yeah. we saw Ronaldo in the World Cup, right? Absolutely dominate the Spanish. I mean, he looks a million dollars. He can play the fucking game, right? Yeah. But if, has he got a fucking midge's dick? Is that what he's got? That's what we need to know. Please tell us he has. Get in contact with the show. Michael Connor. Fight Disciples. Michael's a, a fight disciple. Yeah, he is. Michael, come on, son. What's he like in tell the showers? Us, tell us. <laughs> <laughs> tell us he's not packing, please. Otherwise, we all need to fucking just quit as men. That's it. Because if the, he's got a the alpha male thing. is walking the earth. If he's got a dong on him. If he's got a proper fucking <laughs> footlong cock. You know what I mean? Like oh, a baby's man. on. Forget about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget about it. He looks, because... looks a million dollars, can fight like fuck, and he's got a massive dick. Exactly. Fuck off, mate. Not interested. What exactly. are you doing? That's my point entirely. Mm. You know what I mean? Does he does he suck his thumb when he goes to bed? Tell us I'm something. Say, Tell us something. Sucks to... his own dick or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell us something that we can fucking pounce all over. Because mm. at the moment, yeah, man, it's like the alpha male. And you know what? It but surprised I... me the weekend. 
I've seen quite a lot of negative comments online. People going, oh, boring. Boring? And I was like, eh? And they went, yeah, well, you know, every fighter has an off night. I'm like, what? What am I what am I watching then if he's if this is an off night? Mm. I thought it, it I was thought it, pretty much punch perfect. Well took a couple of shots, showed us he's got a bit of a chin as well. But I'm led to believe that he brought the kids join like the second or the third round, and then the kid quit what in the eighth, were it? Seventh. Eighth, seventh or eighth round? What more can you do? If you fucking beat someone up for seven rounds and they don't fancy it no more, what more can you do? Yeah, Lomachenko's doing that over the other, over the states, isn't he? It, it baffled me that I've seen people quite going, well, you know, it, the show peaked with Ritz. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, Ritz thing did. was fucking amazing. He stole Don't the show. get me wrong. Of course he did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But if you can't appreciate what Josh Kelly's doing, if you can't, and, and I'd say people literally having a conversation saying, yeah, everyone has an off night. You know, and I'm like, he wasn't an off night. This wasn't an off night. I thought he looked fucking great. Yeah, he did. Hmm. But, Anyway, mm. listen, massive future Josh Kelly. Yeah. We know that. We've talked about it in the past anyway. He adds, obviously, the Commonwealth welterweight belt to to his uh, WBA international belt at the weekend. Okay. Kid's on a journey, man. Uh, Gavin McDonald, I thought, was punched perfect against Stuart Hall. Stuart Hall just couldn't get anything off. No, he could couldn't, he? no. Gav- no. Uh, Gavin, superb, mate. Really good. I didn't even give Stuart a round. I know that there was a little bit of sympathy um, from the TV judges who uh, yeah. give him a couple in there and what have you, but I didn't. I no, didn't give I him didn't. absolutely fuck all. I thought Gavin was punch perfect. Really good. Yeah. Um, and I think Gavin just became his own his own worst enemy at one point because he started loading up. Yeah. And I think if he just carried on boxing, he'd have, he'd have fucking come out of it completely unscathed. Mm. He ended up bashed up with a couple of cuts and things like that, didn't he? But Just right at the end, yeah. Yeah, man. Charlie Edwards. I'm delighted for him. He's a lovely lad, Charlie. I know he's he's had a little bit of a stop-start job, but I'll tell you something. What a knockout, man. Yeah. I love a face plant knockout, me. When, Especially at that weight as well. When you when you tag and someone like that, and you're putting people to kip like yeah, that, yeah. Mate. But <laughs> when, when you tag them and they just fall face first into the canvas, yeah. someone just switches. Ta da! Yeah, good on you. Well done, Charlie. Super exciting kid. Him. I'm yeah. excited to see what comes next yeah, from him as well. Like so, I was gutted for Simon Valley as well. I thought he'd finally broke through here mm. and won his first belt, but uh, he got docked a couple of points, didn't he? And that, mm. that cost him in the end. Mm. But I, I was because uh, I like that kid as well. I think he's got a big future. But he just doesn't seem to be clicking for them in the pro ranks. I'm sure they'll have a rematch anyway. So mm. uh, Now, obviously, off the back of that, I decided, oh, I need to know a little bit more about Errol Spence Jr.'s opponent. Because I don't know too much about Campo. So what I'll do, I'll just have a quick nosy on uh, on social media. Get on the old YouTube and have a bit of a look. Uh, I watched it for about 30 seconds and thought, fucking hell, this is going early. So yeah. I went to bed, right? I went yeah. to bed and I thought, I'm not even going to bother. Even though UK TV didn't have the Errol Spence Jr. Nope. fight, I was going to get one of them dodgy streams, but I thought, fuck it, it's going early, this. Fucking hell, did it go early? Switched it on. He had it. Ring walk lasted longer. Ring walk lasted longer than the fight. He went in there and took care of business. The kid is one of the best, if not the best, uh, at £147 on the planet. Stop fucking about. I know it's his coming out, right? But when I say it's his coming out, he hasn't fought for a year since he beat um, Kelbrook. Kelbrook. This was his, I'm going back to Dallas to celebrate. Yeah. He's done that now. Let's not fuck about. Let's see if we can get some big unification, some big names, some proper names, former champions, because there's loads of sharks at 147 pounds. He should not be dipping any lower than champion or former champion now, Errol Spence Jr. There's no point. No, he beat LeBron Peterson. Didn't he? Since Brooklyn. Oh, right, yeah, he sorry, sorry. Peterson January started, this year. Started this year, yeah, January yeah, yeah, yeah. this year, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I completely agree. You know, it's time to find out now if he's the best uh, best welterweight in the world or not. And, uh, you know, there's only one fight out there. Obviously, TC did the business the other week. And uh, we need to see these two get in there together. The noises out of the US, like, it's definitely going to happen. Hopefully it happens this year. 
um, and we get a definitive answer on who's the best welterweight in the world. So, but uh, yeah, that that opponent the weekend it made me kind of think. You know, on last week's show we go, oh, come on, Box Nation, fucking hell, we can't have no Errol Spence. But it looks like uh, Francis and the gang over at Box Nation probably knew more than we did, and About they Campo, knew Campo yeah. was going to be a fucking blowover. So why mm. bother paying for it? Yeah, fair play. Um, but he is legit, and like you said, Terence Crawford would be the fight to make uh, this week. Uh, we turn our attention towards uh, London. Martin Murray is still fighting. He's taking on Roberto Garcia. Um, I'm going to... Having looked at the records and knowing what I know about Roberto Garcia and what I know about Martin uh, Murray, I'm going 12 rounds, Martin Murray to outpoint him. I'm outpointing him quite decently. I'm going to go for a 116-112, something like that, because I'm really looking forward to seeing Martin Murray 2.0 with Jamie Murray, especially... Jamie Moore, should I say. Especially um, with everything that's happened to him over, over this year, there's going to be some spite. There's going to be some nastiness. I think he's going to put a proper show on. I wouldn't be surprised if he stopped him late on as well, you know. Um, I, that would be amazing because that would be like Martin Murray rubber stamping his, you know, his, his, uh, his position in this middleweight division as a genuine, still a genuine a, a contender. Uh, I think it'd be great just to see him lift the green and gold above his head. I know this is only a silver title, but mm. listen, uh, in Martin Murray, I just think he's... He's had a shitty couple of months, um, and it's been no, it's not an he could control. You know, it's been completely out of his control. He's done two entire fight camps. Credit straight away, of course, to uh, Jason McClory, the matchmaker, and everyone else that's made this fight still happen for him because it would have been easier just to go, oh, I'll tell you what, Martin, you know, uh, see you later. But if they've, they've got Garcia over, they've probably had to pay him to come over because obviously he's defending champion. So <clears throat> I think it's a massive moment for Martin Murray. Massive moment for Jamie Moore just to keep him switched on because mm. the big fight is around the corner, you'd like to think. And I think the way things are going in that camp at the moment, everything sounds so positive. Frampton yeah. and Rocky Field. And keep the, the momentum going. Fight. Yeah, They need to keep the momentum going this weekend. Yeah. And uh, I, I think a late stoppage, a little bit of a fancy from Moore. You can see Garcia is a tough kid. Yeah, he's very... Um, both of them, listen, both of them are tough. I wouldn't be... The, the, the betting is 12 rounds. Yeah. I don't think either of them are going Gar- over. Garcia has never been stopped, no. Um, so... It'd be it'd be tough. It's going to be a tough fight. It's going to be a good fight. Yeah, I think it'll be entertaining. But I think Martin. I think Martin. But I think Martin will weather it. Yeah, especially in this through. new camp. What he's learning. What yeah. I've seen of him in the gym. I know it's only in the gym, but I think he'll 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 have a decent enough uh, points difference of one sixteen, one twelve, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think when he gets when he gets into a groove, he'll start banking rounds. But mm. I'm expecting to win by three or four rounds. Mm. Um, also on this uh, bill, Daniel Dubois, loving him. He's still yes, only a kid. Uh, I'm not going to complain about any of his opponents or anything like that. He's still learning on the job. That's all good. Give him a tick there. O'Hara's also on this as well. Uh, looking forward to seeing him back out, even though he's a bit of a bellend. Uh, still looking forward to seeing him do his thing and maybe making a little bit of noise in this particular division. Anthony Yard, right? Mm-hmm. He's on this card, fighting another fucking tin can. Now, I, I get it. We've 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 had Anthony on. We've had plenty of chats about Anthony. This time last year, I was saying that he's the best British light heavyweight prospect. That's before Boatsy made his debut, all right? But that's where I was going. I was going absolutely crazy about Anthony Yard because I'm excited about him. He's ferocious. He looks a million dollars. He's taking kids out. Brilliant. Let's have a step up. I'm still waiting for the step up. I know he's not had an illustrious uh, amateur career. I think he only had 15 amateur fights. He's gone straight into the pro game. Mm-hmm. He's still learning on the job, and he is still learning on the job. But come on, I don't want to see him fight Dorman anymore. Let's let's have somebody that's going to hit him back. Let's let's see what's going to happen. Yeah, this Polish kid's a big Polish southpaw. You know, he's not he's not the worst boxer in the world. He's got a he's, I think he's had 30, 33 fights and only lost three. So he's no mug. Um, but I think he's only won one of his last four. He's had two draws and a, and a loss as well. So 
Listen, you know my opinion on Anthony Yard. I think Frank has got to bring him along slowly because of his lack of amateur experience. It would be easy to get carried away because he looks the part and so far he's performed it as well. But likes of Anthony Yard, Daniel Dubois, I'm cutting these guys, Daniel Dubois especially, I'm cutting them some slack because of their youth and in Yard's case, lack of experience. So I, I ain't hating these fights. I ain't hating these opponents at this stage. I'd just like to see Another big performance from Anthony Yard. And as you say, the step-up can't be a million miles away. There's massive fights domestically for him. Well, they're talking Boazzi, aren't they? They're talking the Boazzi fight. No chance. That that fight ain't going to happen. I can't see that fight happening. I just can't see it. I can't see it crossing over, for one. Because Yard's the star here and Boazzi's the star over on Sky Sports. So I can't see that fight happening. Like I can't see Tony Bellew, Tyson Fury happening for the same reason. But Mm -hmm. it would be... Fucking good fight. Yeah, it will be good. Uh, right, that's that. Now, right, so for me, if you're going to watch the uh, show from the O2 on BT and on Box Nation, um, Martin Murray, uh, Garcia, will be a good fight. Yeah. M- definitely tune in and have a little bit of a nosy at that, all right? The rest of it, yeah, okay, flit in and out. The big one this weekend, without any shadow of a doubt, Channel 5, our boy, the Tartan Tornado. Yeah? He got whacked in the face with a golf club and didn't go down. That's his bragging rights, this kid. He's taking on Victor Postel. I'll tell you something, the McGuigans have absolutely nailed this. The matchmaking for this kid. This is why I get carried away, right? Because I'm talking about other fighters going, right, I need a test now, I need to see this, I need to see that. And then I watch where Josh Taylor's at, mm. and I just think, yeah, all right, he was an elite amateur, he did brilliantly at the Commonwealth Games and all this type of stuff, and they've not fucked about with him, have they? They've just gone in and gone, right, we believe in our kid. We're putting our money where our mouth is. We're gonna we're gonna get these top lads across to come and fight him at the Hydro in Glasgow. I mean, that place will be absolutely bouncing yep. once again at the weekend. And I tell you something, he's stopping Postal. Fuck off. He is stopping him. He's stopping him. TC he, couldn't stop Postal, son. He is stopping Postal. Wow. Right. He's stopping. I him. hope he does because what a fucking monumental. And that, that will be. then be the end of him in Scotland. He will be off to the states. Yeah, yeah. That's what's happening next. It would, uh, it would definitely not surprise me to see, you know, if he wins this fight, if he beats Postel, I, I'm not getting carried away saying he's going to stop Postel. Postel's lost once in fucking 30 fights and he was outboxed by Terence Crawford. Absolutely no shame in that whatsoever. If Josh Taylor can stop Postel, yeah. fuck me, that would resonate across the, globally in the super lightweight division as the statement to me. And then it's got to be a world title fight next. Mm. Got to fight for the world title next. So what, you, so what are you saying then? Are you saying, are you still keen on Taylor to win this fight? I hope so. Well, hang on a minute. No, I hope the, he does win. Get the fucking splinters out of your ass. This is, you've been spending too much time knocking about with the BBC boys. This is what it is, right? Stop doing that. This is the fight <laughs> disciples. People come to us because we don't, Sit on those fences. We I tell think it's a we, tough fight, man. We put Postal's it no fucking right then, mug kid. Right then, come on then, son. If you think he's going to get beat, say it. So then I can I'm, play it back to you next week when exactly. he absolutely kicks the shit out of him. I would, I would certainly not say he's going to get beat. Obviously, I want him nope, to win. That's not it. Tell me what's happening. I think so far. Okay, I think I think so far the McGuigans have matched him so fucking incredibly well. Yeah. But every time though, we do say, "Oh, this is fucking tough." Yeah. Exactly, and he comes yeah. through. Absolutely. So come on, man. So and get on is, the hype train. What's the matter an- with you? Another one of those occasions where you're like, "Fuck me, this is a big step up again." But so far, every move they've made has been absolutely critical and absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. But there's no hiding after Victor Postel. You beat Victor Postel, you're fighting for the world title. That's it. He's good enough. He's got to have to fight Pagre or fucking hell, Mo Hooker. Mate, get Mo back. 
big big moment. And you know what? I don't think this is the end of him in, in, in necessarily in Scotland because depends on the opponent, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm sure Mo would travel again. Yeah. Mo's just had a lovely time travelling over here. Plus, yeah. it's a nice break from the kids. Yeah, yeah. So a week in Scotland, <laughs> absolutely. Against the kid who's what? What is fucking Taylor at the moment? Twelve and zero. Yeah. Thirteen and zero this weekend. Fingers Eleven crossed. knockouts, mate. Wow. Come on. You know, as an amateur, I, 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 I remember covering a couple of Josh's fights as an amateur, and he was an eliminator to go to the Olympics, and he lost it. I think it was to Tom Stalker. Maybe, yeah. I think he lost to Tom Stalker, an eliminator, and he was devastated, Josh. I remember speaking to him afterwards. Tears were blind in his face. He was only a baby at the time, but he was absolutely distraught. And again, if you'd have said to me, then that kid's going to go fucking 12-0 and 0 as a pro and fight for the world title, and I'd have been like, you're fucking no chance. Just where he was then. But psychologically, the way he's matured so much since he turned pro. It, it, he's a credit to himself, but also he's a credit to fucking Barry McGuigan as a manager and as a matchmaker because mm. the McGuigans have handled his career sensationally. Yeah, and but look, if you're, look at what if you're he's an done, amateur, elite amateur now turning pro, you'd, you'd think, fucking hell. Because he's, yeah, but look he, he's moved done. a lot quicker and a lot and a lot more impressively than most of the other GB athletes, GB athletes mm. that have turned pro. Look what he did, though. He, he, he up sticks from Scotland. I mean, he's a hometown boy. Mm-hmm. Loves it up there. He's up sticks and he's living in fucking London. Yeah. On his own. Making the sacrifices, isn't he? Yeah, he's made all the sacrifices, mate. The kid's absolutely legit. I fully anticipate him. Listen, he's going to have to come through some shit at the weekend. Yeah. Of course he is. But he did last time. He came through a little bit of a storm. He probably is going to lose some rounds. But I reckon at the back end of this fight, he's going to put his foot down and he's going to stop this dude. Ref's going to get... He's going to absolutely tornado him. He's going to bombard him with punches where the ref's going to go, mate, you can't take any more of this. And he's going to jump in the way and stop it. (sighs) End of chat. Mate, if he does, shit me. That's fucking massively impressive. I'm convinced that Taylor's winning the fight. I hope he wins. I truly what is it with your splinters today, Sunshine? I just think Postol's a tough kid, man. I, I, I find it hard, even even on Scottish soil, even with the run he's had, I'm finding it hard to say a 12-fight novice is going to beat Victor Postol, a former world champion who's only ever lost to Terence Crawford. I'm finding it hard to fucking back the 12-fight novice. Apologies. And it's on Channel 5. I know, brilliant. Have that. Fucking brilliant. Have that. Have it. So basically, that's the fight of the weekend. There's no question about that. Make sure you, whatever you do, if you're only choosing one of those to have a little bit of a nosy, you're flitting in and out of the World Cup and all that, make sure you watch that one because that is the bad boy. And I'm telling you now, Josh Taylor is going to make a statement. Fingers crossed. No, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. Uh, Thank you very much for bearing with us today. Sorry, I was off today. I'm hanging here. (laughs) I just want to make a public apology there to the crew, Mm. to the fight disciples. Absolutely. uh, Disgusting behaviour. Disgusting. Yeah. Um, we will be back next week, fresh. We're going to keep them away from the air. I won't be. Oh, you're on your holidays I'm next week. on my holidays. This is the last one before your holidays as well. Fucking hell, I'm going to have to think of a new... If anybody wants to do the show with me next week... <laughs> Reach out. At Fight Disciples. Ping it, and I'll, I've got all mobile stuff. I'll come round to your house and we'll have a, we'll have a bit of a crack. <laughs> Fuck it. No ale, right? After this week, no <laughs> ale. Um, anyway, I'll, I'll figure something out for uh, for next week's programmes, all right? But if you want to uh, subscribe to this nonsense, please go back and listen to some previous episodes. They were really, really good. Um, <laughs> Fight Disciples on iTunes. Uh, you can get us, fightdisciples.com, where all our Android feeds are, and we're on social media too. At Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget to get us on YouTube as well. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.